This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. So in the movie Forrest Gump, when Jenny sees the house she grew up in, remember what she said, Mike? Yeah, sometimes there just aren't enough rocks. The Dale Jr. download starts now. All right, with Mike Davis and Dustin Lee, I am Taylor Zarzer. I realize that the Dale Jr. download can be heard all over the world on Mm DaleJr.com. But if you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you're a fan of the 88 and the Carolina Panthers. That was a bad day. Oh, it was a really, really bad day. Yeah. 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 And the only difference between the Panthers and the Dale Jr. fans is that the Dale Jr. fans, that was a long and bad day. So, yeah. it, was, it was, you know, Panthers was kind of a quick kill there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a crazy week in NASCAR. Crazy. Uh, I mean, and, and I don't know that good would ever be used in uh, those nine days, and especially if you throw Dale Jr. in the equation. It was just it was a bad nine days for NASCAR. Uh, so, let's talk about both of these things. TJ Majors is back. He'll be with us in just a little bit. But let's start before we talk about the disappointment of last night for the 88 team. Let's talk about the state of the sport right now. Uh, when we were here last, we were speculating about what the penalty would be for Clint Boyer and uh, with all that happened in Richmond. We speculated about a 50-point penalty, which is exactly what happened. Now, I think that Ryan McGee and yours truly were speculating about a 50-point penalty that would be incurred in the chase, right. not necessarily before it. Uh, but that's what he got. Martin Truex, who uh, everyone thinks so highly of, especially around these parts, removed from the chase. Uh, and it, that that really was head-scratching. Ryan Newman was put into the chase. Then later in the week, we hear mm-hmm. the audio of David Gilliland's 38 team, spotter and crew chief, talking about cutting deals to allow Joey Logano, who's half a straightaway behind him, to get in front of him to pick up an extra point so that he can beat Jeff Gordon for the top ten. Logano's not penalized for any of that, but Jeff Gordon has put into the chase. Mike? Well, probation. Yeah, right. That hurts. (laughs) Have you ever seen anything like this? No. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and, and just throw stones at NASCAR. However, the the one part I honestly didn't have a big problem with the whole Logano thing, uh, Logano and Gilliland. I know some people do. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, me personally, yeah, I okay. didn't. Yeah. Um, the one thing I take away, the biggest problem I had was, was you know, after their press conference on Friday, mm-hmm. where they announced that they were going to have a 13th driver. Yeah. Well, you just made it harder for my driver and the 11 other drivers that did make the chase. You know, uh, you know, right. honestly, and you know, without without any issues, just made it harder for them. Now, how's that fair? I don't know how it's fair. That that's that was my biggest problem. You just made it harder for the guys that absolutely did nothing wrong. And I understand that you're trying. I just that that's the part I didn't like. You know, if, if you're going to penalize Boyer even before the chase reset, okay, whatever. It's kind of kind of weird. I th- I was with you last week. I thought that the after whatever. But man, now you know. Now now it's made it harder for everybody. I don't know what the perfect fix is. I do applaud NASCAR for saying, look, here is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to make it clear to everyone that we will not tolerate what's happened in the last few what happened in Richmond. We, our integrity has come into question maybe more than it ever has. I mean, is that a fair statement? Yeah. The integrity of the sport is in question maybe more than it's ever has been before 
we must do something about it. Yeah. So I know that's what they were trying to do. Right. Okay. I don't know that putting 13 drivers in the chase, making up the rules as we go along, which is clearly what's happening, changing the rules when the chase starts about restart procedures. I mean, changing the rules of the sport as we go along, I don't know that that's the answer. But I will applaud NASCAR for this. Manipulating the finish cannot be tolerated. And I know everyone listening to this are going to say, Taylor, come on. For the entire history of NASCAR, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, has been one of the mottos. Every single person in the sport has subscribed to that. Every single person in the sport has tried to com- gain a competitive advantage with a bigger engine or bigger tires or wreck your car when the race is over so you don't have to worry about post-race inspection or spinning out so you can stay on the lead lap or whatever it is. I understand letting your teammate lead a lap. I know all those things have happened. Mike, you cannot manipulate your finish, basically quit on it, if you will, mm-hmm. in order to allow someone else to be successful. You must run every lap as hard as you can. I'm not condoning cheating. Right. But I'm not. <laughs> right. But if you're trying to go overboard to win, that's one thing. If you quit on it to allow somebody else to win or be successful, that cannot be tolerated. So let me ask you this then. Okay. So then when they call the dry, the secret meeting on yeah. s- on Saturday. Right. Saturday. Driver's meeting. And and, and then you're, you're watching ESPN. I know you were in California, but I, I'm sitting there watching ESPN, and that scroll goes across the bottom, and it says, NASCAR implements new rule where drivers must give 100% of their effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm telling you, I'm not smart enough to know about integrity. That was just funny. It Every time funny. I saw that scroll, yeah. I laughed where? out loud. Yeah. I th- you know, and I'm like – this should be embarrassing to me, but it's too funny to read these words. It, the, a new rule, drivers must give 100%. Yeah. And I cracked up laughing yeah. every time I saw it. Yeah, I mean, where are we right now? Right. Like, really? Is <laughs> really? that really what have We have to say that to everybody, but obviously we do. And I do applaud Brian France, Mike Helton, and others for saying, look, there are going to be major, major penalties if we feel you didn't give maximum effort on the track. I do think that that's a good rule to implement. But – I, no matter what happens in this chase, it's going to be remembered for what uh, for 13 drivers and the craziness that happened going into it. Let's talk about this race. I don't Ugh. really want to, but we have to. Uh, lap 32. Well, first, let me just before we do the the uh, race chatter. I thought he had a pretty good car. I mean, yeah. you know, the the qualifying effort was disappointing. Some of the practice runs were disappointing, but when the actual race was going on in the afternoon. He was really moving up the field, and yeah. he looked like he had one of the five or six best cars. What did you think? Uh, I thought there were different points of the race where the car was better than you know others, and that was certainly obvious. Um, you know, I, I love talking to the people that were actually there, but unfortunately with it going so late, people are kind of trickling in right now as we're taping this podcast, so I really haven't been able to talk to Latart and Dale Jr. and everybody. But, um, you know, I think the uh, from what I've gathered, Jr. was – you know, pretty satisfied with the speed, and he felt like he didn't really have a chance to show it off all the way to its fullest, uh, you know, potential, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was sort of coming back up through there. I mean, uh, you know, I know everybody wants to focus on a restart where he lost four or five positions, but frankly, on some of those other restarts where he was restarting, you know, 15th, 16th, he was picking off three, four, five uh, positions, and I think he was in 11th when they went to pit road and had the incident. So I, it, I, it was just so frustrating. I mean, I'm I tell you, I was mad. I'm mad, you know, and I told you before we started the tape in this podcast that, you know, 99% of the time 
I think people that punch walls are idiots. But this is the day when I actually understand them, uh, you know, where it makes no sense. But, I, you know, it just it feels good to be irrational and think, you know, just crazy thoughts. And I'm telling you, this is – it was so frustrating to be able to get the, our chase off, uh, you know, like with this, this type of start. And this is how you should feel, to be honest. I mean, I don't know how anybody would tell you not to feel that way. Let, let's hear a few things from the race. Lap 32, a two-tire stop during the first caution of the race. Takes the 88 from 12th to 3rd. There you go. By himself down there. Door. Bumper. You're clear. Keep going until I tell you. Caution's out. Clear by two. A lane lower than you. Tight the first 30%. Loose the last 30%. 10-4. Pit road is open. Give me right sides on the jack. Five, four, three, two, one. Two tires on the jack. All clear, all clear, all clear, all clear. Clear, 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 clear. There you go, bud. No pressure in your mirror. Right there. Good job, man. Just keep running from here. We'll keep an eye on the radar. That cell's still getting closer. We'll just see how far out we think it is. I think you'll be uh, inside row P3. I think we got one way around car up there. All right, so obviously got all the way up to a third at uh, that point. Uh, then you had the huge rain delay that yeah. lasts five hours. Yeah. Is that at least five hours, I guess. Um, long maybe, enough long yeah. enough for me to go to Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> longer, it was actually a little longer than five hours, I guess, because it was before 5 o'clock. That um, that it started, and then they restarted the race uh, just after uh, 10 o'clock. And Dale Jr. came back on the track uh, in seventh place, but then went and pitted and came out of the pits in fourth and uh, and looked like he had some momentum there. But then, I tell you, it was, speaking of momentum, it was impossible to get any in during the nighttime because, I mean, there was this caution after caution after caution. And at lap 169, a gas-only stop during the sixth caution – resulted in a pit road pileup in the 88 sustained front end damage casey kane was involved there were some others too the seven car let's hear it yep it is open i'll leave it open to you therefore don't slide your tires sir don't slide your tires come to me 4100 4100 three two one right here seven eight should keep going we're 10 away all right gas only five four three two one gas only leave on me leave on me leave on me One lane, one lane, one lane, one lane. You go two outside. All clear, 4100, 4100. Checking up here. Say hi. Say hi. Out in the grass. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Watch them here. Go high, 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 high. Go high here. All right, keep coming outside. All clear, 4100. Killed it. You come back. You got damage. I didn't see it. Yes. Okay. Come on. We're going to look at it. Come on. Come back this time. I've got the hood's bouncing right back here at the It'll probably be good at speed, but I don't know. It must be getting air out of there. Got to be a hole up there somewhere. All right, come in. Put four tires on it. Rear guys, you go back across. Burdett, you go over. Gasman stays back. Right at the end, Caleb, if we have time, we'll plug it one more time. So be ready with the can. All right, come this time. Let's check out what we got. I see you coming to you behind that five. We are 10 away. Three, two, one. Yep, we got to work on it. We got to work on it. Let's get it taped up, guys. All right, bud. If we get another yellow, we're going to keep working on it. Just uh, see what you got here. What do you think? I got a couple questions for you, Taylor. First of all, do you think the no gas – I'm sorry, the gas-only pits call, is this is this the 88 team being more aggressive or yes. is this just part of the oh, – uh, no, I loved it. I, I, I loved lo- the call. I thought it was a good call. Loved the call. Right. In fact, they'd been taking two tires. Some people are sitting there, t- you know, arguing uh, that two tires is not the call. I'm, I'm seeing uh, 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 blatant attempts for track position – 
and going up there. Absolutely. When you know that there's also threat of rain. Yep. Yep, there's threat of rain. Uh, we're doing everything we can to win the race. Track position, I love the call. The other question I got for you, you, you mentioned the string of cautions, and that yeah. was ironic because you had all these cautions that were coming out uh, over and over and over again, and then when we needed one, it wouldn't never, come out. Never came out, yeah. But do you think that that had anything to do with restarting those uh, cars too fast, not warming, up, warming them up? I, I want to ask TJ this as well, but I know that it was mentioned on Twitter you know, because yeah. all the because everybody's an expert, but uh, you know, all the, it was just a weird string of cautions of tires blowing up, motors blowing up. It was happening every two, three laps. Yeah, the like. cars were cold. I mean, let's just yeah. be honest about it. And you're sitting there for five hours. Uh, the temperature probably went down twenty five degrees, maybe. Yeah, you know, and they're just sitting there. So yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. But you're right. I think TJ's a better person to answer that than me. But I, I thought the same thing as well. I just think it's a real shame. I think it's a real shame that you're involved in an accident on pit road. And yeah. I think it's a real shame that drivers that have absolutely nothing to do with the chase are involved in that as well. But um, do you, you know, do, are you mad at Blaney? I mean, it's of course he didn't mean to do that, and I'm sure he's sick about it. Right. You know, to be in, in in the middle of all that. But yeah, I mean, your initial reaction is, "Who are you, and what are you doing right. in my way?" Right. You know, I mean, that's your initial reaction. Wasn't that yours? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well, no, my initial was, "Who's in the seven? Right. I, I didn't know who was in the seven. Yeah. It is Junior Nation's favorite snack, Dale Jr. Potato Chips. If you haven't had them, do yourself a favor. Go to DaleJRFoods.com. Find out where you can buy them. Place an order online. You'll not regret it. I love them. That's Dale Jr. Potato Chips at DaleJrFoods.com. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. Let's welcome back the spotter of the 88 team, TJ Majors, to Dirty Mo to the Dale Jr. Download. TJ, uh, it is great to have you back. Hope you're feeling better, man. Yeah, I'm getting there, man. It was uh, good to be back and see a lot of my friends, and uh, it was good to get back there and um, work work a race. Yeah, well, good. Uh, I, we are certainly glad to have you back, but I know it was a really long, frustrating Sunday, and uh, does it boil simply down to what happened there on pit road, or is there anything else that was really uh, problematic as well? Um, you know, I heard that wasn't really the issue with any, with what happened. on you know the 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 blowing up didn't have anything to do with our pit road or our repair work or anything. Um, I get might have been because of the cold and the speeds they were running. Um, I'm not real sure, but uh, yeah, it was just definitely a really long day. You know, I gotta can. Be happy Willie's got it in that night, and uh, we all got to come home, but it was just definitely a, a long, drawn-out day. You know, I wish the rain could have held off, a, you know, maybe um, let us get about 25 more laps in at the beginning of the race there, and we probably all would have been at home earlier, But uh, and we definitely would have had a, a solid finish out of it then. But, you know, it was definitely a trying day and uh, not the outcome we were looking for. Hey, uh, TJ, Taylor and I were just talking about this. Was it a concern at all uh, with you guys during the rain delay that restarting this race with colder temperatures? I mean, you just mentioned it. Uh, you know, what does that do to the car? I mean, did you guys talk about that? Was that a concern? Uh, it wasn't really a concern. Um, Stevie and them have a, have a plan for that stuff. They know what's going on. Um, you know, I don't, I don't uh, like I said, I don't know exactly what caused it yet or <clears throat> haven't heard yet, but. You know, we definitely plan on the speeds going up, and um, and you know, usually you put a little more tape on the grill and stuff like that. But we didn't. Our, we managed our temperatures fine and everything, so it was kind of a kind of a freak deal there that it happened. Um, you know, you, you just know that it's going to be. 
you just know that it's going to be faster when it's nice and cold out. So, uh, and those guys usually do a really good job of, of managing that. It, it was just a weird string of cautions, and I didn't know if that was just fluky, just you know, typical hard racing, or if it was just if that so- had something to do with it. There were just uh, you know, I know I saw Daryl Waltrip tweeted something about how he thought the colder temperatures were going to do something to these cars before they actually started happening. But you had Juan Pablo's tire go up, and you know. A million pieces. Your former uh, yeah. junior you know, motorsports driver Cole Witt. Cole Witt. Yeah. Uh, Logano's motor uh, expires, um, as it, and it even seemed like I think they reported Matt Kenseth was even reporting uh, he thought he had motor issues there for a while. Clearly, he didn't because no. yeah. uh, he went on. But I mean, it, was it just fluky? Yeah, I don't. Now that I look at it like that, it was kind of weird just how all them uh, cautions fell and what they were for and stuff, and and it was just kind of. Kind of uh, kind of odd, kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth race or something. It really was. It it really was, and obviously it's time to move on. Uh, TJ, a lot of people on Twitter were asking me uh, last night about uh, Dale Junior not feeling well. Uh, you're there with him, so you're a much better person to answer this than us. Uh, how how was he feeling? It, it it did. It certainly seemed like at night that maybe he was battling a stomach problem. Yeah, I think he was all right. I think. Uh... I think that rain delay helped him out a little bit, and he just went and, and got got to lay down a little bit and, and uh, relax. And I think he was fine after that. He didn't. Uh, he was in. He was in good spirits and and uh, joking around and stuff. So I don't think that really affected him that much. Uh, you know, TJ. Obviously, uh, Steve Letard is great in crisis management. Unfortunately, this team has had to deal with a lot of that this year. Still made the chase. But there were so many weeks where you felt like you had a top five, top ten car, even a car that could win the race, and something outside of the control of the team happened. Um, how this is this seems to hurt the worst now because it's in the chase and really affects you in points. How does this team recover? Uh, you know, we just go to the racetrack and we just go for the win. You know, we just keep trying to win every week, and um, you know, and uh, you know. Just keep doing what we've been doing. Maybe, maybe be a little bit more aggressive. You know, if we if we stay out and we're a lap short, and we stay out and we ended up winning the race spot, or we run out. You know, coming off a of four, and it might be worth it. You know, but there's a there's a lot of racing left, and there's been no real no real consistency among the, the front runners either. Like uh, you know, the twenties had his miscues throughout the year. He's kind of like a winner wreck type guy. So we got that, and and the forty eight. You know, he struggled with some consistency too. So you know, we got. There's still some hope there, man, so we just got to keep going and, and uh, trying to win. Last question for you, TJ. We'll get you out of here. You know, NASCAR made some rule changes over the weekend, and one of them had to do with uh, digital radios and, and how they basically outlawed that, right? So yeah. this was the first race this year, maybe the first race in several years, where you weren't talking to Stevie on a digital radio. Did that change up anything? Did it feel different? Uh, you even had a little bit of radio problems, it seemed like, there early in the race where Dale Jr. was having a hard time hearing you. Did that have anything to do with it? No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think that might have had, might have had to, I think that was on, I, I had other people checking for me on how I sounded, and he said, and they were they were telling me I, I sounded fine to them. So uh, I don't really think it was a problem I am, but I don't, I don't like the idea of not being able to run digital because me and Stevie communicated a lot by that without, you know, without, it was just our race strategy stuff, you know, just for our team. Well, I, I did hear Steve uh, tell, say to you, "Do you have your cell phone with you?" So, I mean, obviously, it's it's a different it's a different deal in terms of communication now. TJ, uh, congrats on your Buffalo Bills pulling yep. out that victory <laughs> yesterday, man, uh, and I uh, look forward to talking to you after Loudon. Thanks, man. You all have a good day. See you. Okay, 
It's Reaction Theater time, and something tells me, Mike, uh, since Reaction Theater is open 24-7, that we're going to hear a lot about the penalties, yeah. about NASCAR's uh, thoughts on putting 13 drivers in the into the chase field. So we're going to hear some stuff before the Chicago race and then some yeah. stuff after. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. I stayed up late for this bullshit. I got to go to work tomorrow, but. You, you and me both, buddy. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> we all kind of feel like we're all dragging today. I think, I mean, yeah. how could you not be? Yeah. But Next. you know what? You stayed up and watched it. There you go. Next. What kind of bull is this? Even my boy Yeehaw couldn't have screwed a week up like this one. You got Clint Boyer pulling this bull cheating. You got that jackass Joey Logano pulling some bull. Then NASCAR pulls it out of their ass and going to throw 13 drivers in the chase. That's some bull there. And then you got my boy Dale Jr. Gets out on the track, looking good. Everything's looking good. We're fast. We're running up top. And then we run into some no-name jackass on the <laughs> pit stop that screws everything up. Who the hell's that guy anyway? If you ain't nobody and you can't drive a car and run for contention, you shouldn't even be able to pit with the other drivers. That screwed everything up, and then boom, there goes the motor. What kind of bull is that? <laughs> Usually I'd say people like that are nuts, but that might be the most level-headed reaction theater call we have. You know who I feel bad? I feel bad for you guys. How does it feel to work for an industry that tries to fix its past mistakes after they've already seen the result of it? How does it feel to throw somebody out of the chase and put somebody in it? How does it feel to have a chase format where you say you're going to have 12 drivers in and have it so designed so eloquently, and then add another driver. How does that feel? What if you had a replacement referees, and let's just say two players caught a touchdown in the end zone, one team wins, and the NFL maybe comes back the day later and says, oh, we've decided because of review of the tape that the other team wins. Would that make any sense? You guys are going to sit here and try to defend it and say, oh, you know, this stuff happens. It's a joke for fans who spend money. They call into radio stations or podcasts and express displeasure. I could be doing better things right now. Powerful. Powerful. Uh, You're not going to hear Taylor Zarzer defend it. No, listen. Look, I I don't ever want to tell anybody what they must think or what they have to think. You know, I mean, I think that you have a right to do that. And and I've already voiced where, you know, the problems I've had with it. And Taylor has and everybody has. I, I, you know, and and listen, this guy – you know, unfortunately, there are people that actually feel the same way he does. I will say this, though. I will say this. There are reasons why I love NASCAR. There are reasons why I love racing. Sure. And it's, but you know, with cars and there's drivers and stuff, there's so much more into it for me yeah. why I will continue to watch it and support it and love it. And I hope that he gets back to that point, that it's not just, you know, these one incidences that just completely, like, I'm not going to watch it ever again or I'm never spending my – that's a choice that you have. Sure. However – I'm telling you that I find some value in it, and that's why I choose to continue. It's so well said because there are certain things, certainly some things that really bother me. But when I watch Casey Kane and Matt Kenseth battle for the win in Bristol for 30 laps, I forget about all the problems I have with the sport because that's what I love. Absolutely. Next. Mike Davis wanted a Jeff Gordon fan to call in and react. Well, here I am. You know when I when I said that on Twitter, I wasn't expecting Jeff to have the uh, badass race that he had, 
and, and to, to beat us. And so now I'm probably going to end up regretting the, the, the call to Jeff Gordon fans. I, w- I was actually saying I want to know how you feel for being in the chase now. But now they're like. Uh, I, I just, I mean, can you imagine what that week must have been like for Jeff Gordon with, yeah, and his exactly. team and Alan Gustafson and all those guys? Not knowing, you know, if they're going to be in the chase or not. Right. Probably not thinking they are. He said he found out on TV. Yeah, with everybody else. I, and that is that is truly remarkable. That uh, that that's what that's what ended up happening for for Jeff Gordon. But can you imagine just sitting there on Friday and then all of a sudden you're like, man, we just gained more than a thousand points and we're in the chase. It's crazy. Yep. Next. One of the guys from the 88 team needs to go and find Alan Gustafson and just beat the f***ing out of him this week for celebrating because Dale Jr. blows a motor. Bullsh**. Just a teammate. I know it gets you back on the lead lap, but that's your f***ing teammate. You don't celebrate because he blows an engine and brings out the caution. Dale, yeah. Okay, here's what he's talking about. When Dale brought out the – when his motor expired – Jeff Gordon needed a caution. Yes, he did. And so the TV camera, I, I thought of this too. It, 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 listen, Gustafson didn't mean anything by it other than he was completely zoned into his team, which he should be. He's the crew chief of it. However, I understand where this guy's coming from because even I was like, what are you going to do, cartwheels next, Alan? You know, because he was happy that Jeff got the caution that he needed. Unfortunately, it was at Dale Jr.'s expense. Yeah, uh, that would have certainly bothered me. Yeah. I, I missed that. But, um he, fit, he didn't do anything. He just kind of like, I can tell you pump. if the roles are reversed, there might be some right. fist bumps too, though. Right, right, right. <laughs> Next. Okay, Mike. This is bullshit. I mean, I've been riding with you guys for so long, but... Oh, I need a drink. <laughs> Maybe next week. And pray to God that everybody else have a damn Rick. Come on, Talladega. Come on, Talladega. <laughs> Come on, Talladega, do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Tough times. Next. Good try, 88 team. If I have to listen to Dan, the junior fan, run this week, it's going to suck. Because, truly, I am Dan, and I am the junior fan. So, Dan, the junior fan, <laughs> stop, please. Mm. You know, we never did really consider all the other people named Dan that happened to be junior fans, and now they kind of have this reputation of being out of shape. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like this one guy that calls in on my show, this Tar Heel fan, Mike in Gastonia. There are other Mikes in Gastonia, right. and they're like, I don't want to be associated <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> Next. All right, Stevie and Junior, here's your chance. You're 13th in point. That's the worst you can finish. I don't want to hear any more points racing bull. Go win races. Win this championship. Let it all hang out. You're not going to finish any worse than you are right now. Go get it done. That's got to be the attitude. And TJ Majors, I thought, said it best. I don't, you know, hey, we're nine laps short on gas. I don't care. We're staying out. But I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, it is, it's gamble time. And that is fun, though. I mean, it's fun from the standpoint of a, having it. You don't want to be in the position of a nothing-to-lose kind of situation, but in the same respect, that's absolutely the position they're in. And, and we felt like they were being aggressive in their calls, but we didn't get a chance to see them really put that to task late in a race, so it's still kind of out there and people feel, you know, anyways. Next. It's 11.20 at night central time. Race is over. There's literally... Nowhere to go but up from here. 
normally I'd call and say something like, I told you damn Steve LaTarte, this is why he got to go for it in the first 26 races. Or I'd say something like, Junior, you got to get better on those restarts. But I'm not going to say any of that shit. And now is not the time to be full of piss and vinegar and complain about what we don't have. Here's what we do have. We got a pit crew team who's the best in the damn business. We got Hendrick Motorsports equipment. We got Steve Latart and we got Dale Jr. And right now, starting today, we've got nothing to lose. So let's strap it up and let's go out there and raise some hell. And I mean raise some hell. I'm behind you, boys. And let's do some damage in this chase. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. That's, How about Dado coming in? That's the best call he's ever had. Best call. And then you know what? It fires me up. It should. Did it fire you up? Absolutely. Dado, Rockney. I hope it fires everybody else up. I hope he's it right. fires the 88 team up. Man, I'm telling you, who knew that it would be Dado that would get us out of our funk today? Will you make, get us fired up. Will you make sure Junior hears that? I think they should play it before every race. There you go. He needs to hear That's it. That's Re- it. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. And don't forget, there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original zesty jalapeno, Creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. Go to DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. Well, life goes on, and it's a busy week for Dale Jr. He's doing production work for the Hendrick Automotive Group and also for goodies. Now, you're going to see us really pumping up the new goodies headache relief shot over the next few months. This Thursday, Dale Jr. will appear at Foxwoods Resort and Casino in Mashantucket, Connecticut, on behalf of Diet Mountain Dew. I hope I said that right, Taylor. Friday morning begins practice and qualifying for Sunday's Sylvania 300. That race is slated for a 2 p.m. Eastern start on ESPN. And lastly, and whether you're new to this podcast or one of those wily old veterans, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens each and every week for supporting it, for putting your passion on display every week. We really appreciate it. It makes this whole experience just truly unique, uh, and I hope it makes it unique for Junior Nation as well. Taylor, that's it for me. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think I hope everyone heard Dan the Junior fans call. That is absolutely the attitude everybody has to have, and I hope we're talking about a great finish next week. For Dustin Lee, TJ Majors, and Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today is your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.